woke up this morning and was praying about our meeting last night, and I wanted to give a, just like to call it the, you know, first collider debrief, and um, just put some uh, way I was processing this morning on uh, what happened uh, last night. First of all, I was really blessed by the fact that what we ended up with was this question of who more than what. And what I realized, um, I believe, last night is it's so important for all of us to know who we are, and especially in light of this ministry. And uh, and that I really wanted to tell you about the what. And I, and I want our next meeting this coming week to be more about a demonstration of power than it is about the what. And so what I've decided to do is to utilize this podcast to um, go through this morning about what a little bit about what I believe debrief last night and then also talk about the what and see if we can clarify some things. I also want you from this to be able to take some time and if you've got questions that are coming up and you're thinking about or thinking through and you want to connect those, please send those in to uh, the email at info at org. So this is what, yeah, I woke up this morning, I said, Holy Spirit, what happened last night? Are we on the right track? And how do we track through this and morph into what it is that you're designing? And he brought this word to me out of uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 5 through 7. It says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, that being human philosophy, but in the power of God. Yet when we are among the full-grown, the spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan that has been previously hidden. But it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age or of this world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification to lift us up into the glory of his presence. And uh, so I just want to go through these verses with you uh, this morning. Number one, to start out with, our faith cannot rest in the wisdom of men and human philosophy. With that being said, we can't work out of the uh, aspect of even the philosophical postulates that men work in. There's a really phenomenal philosopher who's out right now and is getting huge following, and his name's Jordan Peterson. But Peterson has this uncanny ability to take philosophical thought plus psychology and bring it into a presentable form through a mythological archetypes and help people to ask serious questions and bring them into some conclusions. And he's wrote a, a book called The Twelve Rules of Life. The thing is, is Jordan Peterson doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. And so what, what he ends up doing is, even in a brilliant way, he presents human philosophy. Now, I don't know if you've heard him or heard him speak, but Paul was coming in contradiction to saying that our faith cannot rest on the wisdom of men. And, and I can't think of many men today who don't have a relationship with Jesus who are speaking philosophically that so many people are being attracted to it 
but he's speaking human philosophy. And Paul is saying, your faith and my faith could never rest on even as brilliant the wisdom that is coming from Jordan Peterson. We can't rest our faith on that. And because if we do, it'll break down. And if, if you listen to him ad nauseum, and I've listened to him, you eventually, your mind will start hurting, your brain will start hurting, and you won't sense like what you experience when you're worshiping the Lord. You'll actually experience a lot of good thought, but it sort of starts to bring you into a diminishment. Why is that? Because that diminished sense of understanding, no matter how brilliant the philosophical postulates are, cannot stabilize us in the faith that we need to rest on. What does Paul say here? Number two, our faith must rest in the power of God. And how he and, and, and what I want to point out is this is the way that I want to go forward in our meetings. I want our meetings to go, and the Holy Spirit has shared this with me, I want you to start out with a demonstration of power more than a demonstration, meaning to be demonstrative. And so this coming week, when we gather together, we're going to pursue for a demonstration of power because he says your faith must rest on a demonstration or rest in the power of God. And so when we come together, we need to rest in God's power to deliver a demonstration. And, you know, for many of us, that means that we must wait in the presence of the Lord for his power to come. Uh, In the meeting last night, uh, I saw this power start to rest on Wendy Todd. Um, I saw the, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, I'm going to do something for Wendy Todd tonight. And I saw her as like a catalyst point in the room of the presence of the Lord coming on her to release power. And uh, even in the even in the middle of our worship set and everything, and I, I learned this also from uh, another John Wimber, and he said that in meetings when they when he started hosting the presence of the Lord and then seeing a release of power, that the Lord would come and rest on particular individuals, and then there would come out from them a demonstration of power. And uh, for us last night, I believe that that presence was, the presence of the Lord was resting on Wendy Todd for a release of power, which ends up showing up towards the end of the meeting. And uh, so I'm not like discouraged with the meeting, but I, I want to get this right. And because I don't want our meetings to be built off of human philosophy or psychology or philology or anthropology or theology, I want it to be built out of a demonstration of God's power. And I think that we all got to see that start to transmit last night all right so and and rafi when he said hey let's ask the holy spirit now and not just get into the uh, structural what and i and i thought that was a catalyst for change and he came up afterwards i don't want to be disrespectful uh carol i just uh, felt that there's a shift that needs to happen i think that he was right i want to make sure that uh, that we see this kind of that we're easily able to prepare ourselves and to move in when we come into these meetings with the purpose of we're going to wait to let our faith rest in the power of God and not human philosophy now Paul says that he imparted from that dimension a higher wisdom to the spiritually mature and um, so after coming into a power demonstration there became a higher wisdom that was imparted so this is where you go from demonstration of power so let me just lay this out 
First, we host the presence of the Holy Spirit. Then we see a power demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And then we bring in the higher wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and this is the way we're going to function and have our meetings. They're going to operate this way uh, because this is the biblical import that we need to obey. So in this impartation of higher wisdom to the spiritually mature, this wisdom, A, this wisdom is from the age to come. And you can find that out when it talks about this in Hebrews 6. And let me just read this for you out of Hebrews 6 so that you, you know, can hear it for yourself as we uh, remain captive to Scripture. And he says, Therefore let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings of the doctrine of Christ, advancing steadily towards completeness and perfection that belong to the spiritually mature. We're not going to lay a foundation again of repentance and a the, the abandonment of dead works, dead formalism of faith uh, uh, towards God with teachings of purification and laying on of hands, the resurrection from the dead, and eternal judgment and punishment. These are all matters of which you should all be fully aware now and even long ago. Now, God has to permit so we will advance into advanced teaching. For it is impossible to restore and to bring again to repentance those who have been enlightened, who have consciously tasted the heavenly gift, become shares in the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, and now have felt how good the Word of God is and the mighty powers of the age of the world to come. Now here, here's the point, and I really want you to capture this because the Word is saying, and I call this the final frontier, that He wants us to go in to an experience with him while we've tasted the good word of God and the power of the age to come. And so Paul is saying that here uh, as we're looking at the Second Corinthians passage. I want to impart a higher wisdom to the spiritually mature. And uh, I've, I've just got to say this, you know, this is a Carol thing. I just want to jump right into that heavenly wisdom with you. I just want to go at it. And I think that's what I did last night. Let's just jump right in. And I start unpacking all this, but for you and for me, we need the presence of the Lord, the demonstration of the power of the Lord, so that you and I are made ready to have an impartation of the higher wisdom. That we have to be made ready to for this teaching. And that this teaching is accessing the age to come that Hebrews 6 is speaking of. Now, please go in and listen to the podcast called Intro to the Final Frontier. And also Triple E Light, where we actually, there's a demonstration in Triple E Light that we go through. I go through this with a group of people where light breaks in and people are having all kinds of experiences under the power dimension of the Lord. And then I teach the end of Hebrews 6. And so Final Frontier intro is the first two thirds of Hebrews 6. Triple E Light is the last part of Hebrews 6 because the Final Frontier is the mechanism or what I would like to call the chrysalis of the of how to transition into the age to come while tasting the good word of God. Now, so the chrysalis I introduced last night is the mechanism for accessing the age to come at the end of Hebrews 6. Listen to Triple E Light and Final Frontier to understand that. Now, the galactic progeny that I mentioned, which is these 12 phases of full human development that goes all the way from oil factory, which is the first phase, all the way to the end, which is called extending the galactic empire, those 12 phases go from the beginning developmental process 
all the way to glorified man. And so I'm wanting to take this wisdom, this higher wisdom, that has been previously hidden that uh, Kira and I have been receiving over the last 15 years of going through trials of adversity, this galactic progeny, I'm wanting to bring this out uh, for you so that you can engage with it. So now this is what's being said here in, in Corinthians. So number four, we are under a responsibility to set forth this higher wisdom. I am sitting under a divine mandate that has been placed on my life to give this to the body of Christ. And I have struggled with it tremendously. And if you know anything about mine and Kara's life and our six children, what we've been going through, this has not been an easy set of things to go through to unpack this. But through our trials, he's basically, and hardships that we've faced, he's basically unpacked this over the years. In 09, I originally received this, that I'm going to awaken a galactic progeny. In 2011, he gave me the phase names and I received the 12 phases and these phases come out of 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37 and then in the latter years, uh, in 2013 you can listen to Mandela and Beyond and it shows you that I received the vision, uh, Pioneer for a Glorified Body by going into 2017, 2018 2019, I've been receiving the subcontent for these phases to begin to teach them and to develop people in them and so This is for the full glorification of man. Now, I am under this responsibility to bring this word out to the body of Christ right now, and I'm taking my mandate as serious as I ever have uh, because I believe that I'm under this divine mandate of the Father to give this to you and so that you can become uh, prepared, a bride without spot or wrinkle, and turn the heart of our Father to, to the children, the children to the Father. Um, so number five, God devised this galactic progeny. I did not. I received this from divine revelation from the Lord through a lot of, of experiences with him, and it is biblically based. It is completely biblically based, and it came from these experiences with him being taken into these places with him. I did not build or devise the galactic progeny. Uh, the Lord has himself. Now let me just say this. Galactic means heavenly and progeny means son and daughter. And so this is the idea of God raising up a heavenly sons and daughters who are delighting in their father. And uh, I asked him, why did you use terminology like this? Because some of you may have trouble with the terminology. And he said that people have become so dull of hearing that they can't hear until... So he introduces new language to get to shock us into listening to him uh, because we've heard certain words and we just dole out from them. Take, for instance, John three sixteen and 17, some of the most powerful scripture in the world. But because it's been said so many times, we're not listening to it. And so when you hear some of these names, don't get thrown by them. They're to basically cause your ears to tingle so that you'll listen to what the Lord is saying. And if you have humility, you will be able to hear the spirit of the Lord who is speaking to you about this. Now, He didn't just devise this. He also has decreed it. That means that the decree means is that God has put his sovereign scepter on this ministry to conduct this ministry, and we are under his orders to complete it. And I, like I said, I take this decree very seriously. It's like receiving a scroll from the the heavens, and um, nothing's going to stop this. 
uh, from happening. No devil's going to stop it. Nothing. It's not going to stop. The Father is going to finish his work. Jesus prayed for this. High priestly prayer. Father, make them one as we are one. Jesus is going to get his prayer answered before he comes back. Now, I've described this in the podcast called The Collider, the vision and mission of this ministry. And so I want you to listen to that if you're right now thinking, what's he talking about? Uh, I want you to go and listen to that so that you'll understand. Now, this decree of which we're under the orders of the Father to complete, it came before the ages outside of time. And so there's been an access through the heavens. Now, that's what Paul said, this the setting forth of this wisdom of God that was hidden from the human understanding has now been revealed uh, by us to us by God, which God devised and decreed before the ages. So this has been decreed outside of time by the Father for you to come into transformation as glorified sons and daughters uh, to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, number seven, look at what the text says. What is it for? our glorification. And so this wisdom, this galactic progeny, and its mandate, vision, is pioneer for a glorified body. Look here in the text. It says what? For our what? Glorification. To lift us into where? The glory of his presence, the ascension. And so we are going to ascend into the heavens. We're going to meet him in there. We're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. The bride will be without spot or wrinkle, and we will see the Lord coming down as he plants his millennial reign here on the earth. Now, that is the vision. Pioneer for a glorified body. Why the bride becoming pure without spot or wrinkle. Mission being turned the heart of the fathers to the children and the children of the father. Because Jesus is retained in the heavens, Acts 3.21, until the restoration of all things. Malachi 4, 5, and 6. And in Matthew 17, Elijah is coming and he will restore all things. Again, go listen to the Collider podcast so you can get this down. Now, now I want to talk a little bit about the what of this ministry because uh, I need to do this. In this ministry, there are three aspects that are going to be coming online. And I hope, please uh, hear this out and take time to listen to this or re-listen to it. I've asked the Lord, how do you structure this ministry? And he said, I want you to structure it out of the Trinity option, which is called the triple O Trinity option. That's a part of this. I want you to structure it out of omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotence. And so at omniscience, let me talk about this. Omniscience is our volunteers and program staff. Um, Out of the omniscience is the prophetic. This would be the people who are involved in analysis, research and development, writing the actual program for the Galactic Progeny and the, uh, our Bright Lights program, which will be our children's program. They will be involved in publishing and a division that helps put all the analytical aspects together that builds a robust program. Now, there's some of you that are called more into that. God's give you a mind to be able to write, to bring clarity to words and thought, uh, to run new ideas, uh, run them through Scripture, bring those ideas together. And I'm, I'm asking the Father right now for personnel. You feel called to analysis and writing and publishing and stenography that you would become a part of the volunteers that eventually we will have a program staff for 
that you can volunteer into that if you're so called. Um, the next division, and that comes out of the omniscience of the Trinity, the next staff comes the omnipresence. And this is would be our pastoral staff and volunteers. And, okay, so that pastoral staff would be these kind of people, the ones who would be operating the safe house ministry, which is like our house group ministries, the chrysalis itself, where people would come in for personal analysis, uh, the galactic progeny, which will have 12 phases of pastoral staff to oversee each phase, the bright lights, which will have a multi-developmental uh, process for the children's ministry. There will be a 24-7 worship, and so there will be volunteers within that 24-7 worship. We will also, in this ministry, eventually we'll have an orchestra, so there'll be a whole staff related to the orchestra. For evangelism and outreach, there will be, for that, we'll also have a ministry for benevolence. Uh, that'll be feeding the poor, to helping orphans and widows. There will be a staff for visitation, and there will be a staff that handles weddings and funerals. And one that I'm really excited about is a conference staff, because once the collider is built, fully developed, then we're going to be working on this, but there will be a conference staff, because eventually, once the main facilities and everything come online, uh, we're going to launch a 12-city conference in the United States, and we're going to launch a 12 uh, conferences internationally. Uh, where we're going to take this galactic progeny and we're going to launch out from the collider with a full conference uh, schedule. So, again, that was all. What I just read you, pastoral staff, comes under the omnipresence of the Lord. And so there will be the safe house, chrysalis, galactic progeny, bright lights, the conference, the orchestra, the 24-7, the evangelism, benevolence, uh, visitation, and weddings and funerals would all fall under that pastoral staff. You may be called to one of those, and we would be wanting to take you in as volunteers and to help develop you within that particular personnel department related to pastoral. So now we've went through, let me just say this again, we've went through program, which is related to the prophetic, which is the omniscience of God. Again, policies and procedures, stenography and writing, publishing, R&D and analysis. Then we went under the pastoral staff, staff that is related to the omnipresence of the word. Now I'm going to get into what's the omnipotence and it's the executive staff. Let me just give you the executive staff. You maybe feel like you'd volunteer underneath an executive staff. This will be administration, architecture, construction, media and tech, marketing, public relations, finance and accounting, human resources, maintenance, and the custodial um, departments. So again, I've laid out for you the structure of the what. Now, I believe that these three areas, the omniscience of God, the omnipresence of God, and the, um, the omnipotence of God, that we will break out the leadership uh, for the ministry from that. Right now, I want you to keep people in a voluntary status because what I'm wanting to do and what I believe, Kara and I have talked about this and Henry and Wendy, and, and what I'd like to see happen is I'd like for us to run chrysalis on everybody that comes through. And then we, what I want to do is I, I want to have everyone who wants to volunteer for this to come in through our uh, phase O, which is called the Final Frontier. 
And I have 12 aspects of teaching that I believe everyone needs to come through to go into the phase, the phases, the 12 phase. And after praying this morning and discussing this, we believe that everybody needs to just enter into phase one, which is called oil factory, and and start everybody there so that there's not an issue of someone going to phase five and being upset and the other person says, well, I'm higher level than you are, and I've been processed more than you have. And then it creates uh, all kinds of problems in the ministry that I, frankly, do not want to deal with. So everybody off the front end of this is just going to be, again, uh, go through the phases together. As we grow in three areas, which are going to be, first of all, the development of the program, the development of the personnel and the development of the structure and facilities as they come off the ground, we're going to take our personnel, those of you that feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you to get involved in this ministry, and we're going to run you through a chrysalis uh, to help you understand who you are and where you should be plugged in in this ministry. And then we're going to give you the teaching tools that we're going to develop through podcast and written form in the phase O called the Final Frontier. And then everyone is going to go through starting phase one. And my hope is is that we'll be processing the original personnel through phase one and be finishing it while we're unloading more personnel to come in and come back through phase one. And you will be helping that next phase develop them in the phase that you just walked in uh, in your first phase. Because you're going to disciple people within these phases yourself because uh, uh, there's something about this that it's when you disciple and teach something that you've just learned it becomes a part of you and I, I believe that that is the best way for human development we did this in the military aviation some of the best pilots are the ones who they get trained they get their wings as a pilot and then they go straight to instructor school and they instruct as a pilot and then they go to their own their organization from that and I believe that some of the best way to teach is to allow you to learn and then you yourself to take that material we give you that material and then you teach it yourself and so this would be how I'd like to see things happen throughout the phases you will be graduated uh, when you advance to the next phase and it will be a graduation ceremony that everybody will go through that graduation that comes through it if they like it's all voluntary everything's voluntary and, um, and if you want to pull out at any time, you're welcome to pull out. Um, nobody is forcing anybody to do this. Uh, it, it would come from an intrinsic desire, and then you will be extrinsically reviewed through that phase to make sure that you're developing properly. Now, so let me just um, capture this one more time or say this. Because over the next intervening years, and I, I'm not sure of how many years it will take for us to finally f- finish the main facility, purchase the land, have the facility built, uh, the collider. But as we're going along, uh, I believe that the Lord is showing me he wants our program to come off the ground and be written and developed. He wants our personnel to be developed and, uh, and our structure. And so, again, we have the, the Holy Spirit who... The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who's in charge of this ministry, who we are literally just worshiping, thinking, and praising for Him to do this. There's no way a human being can do this. It's just responding to Him in love and meekness and obedience, uh, responding to Him, and He empowering this ministry to come off the ground, that He would empower it from His light, from the Godhead, that He empowers it again 
at this omniscience level, this omnipresent level, and omnipotent level. And I think that you'll find that each one of you, as we work through your gifts and we work through your personalities and the way that God the Father created you, you'll find that more than likely you will one of those areas will uh, be meaningful to you, that you'll, you'll say, you know, this is the area and department I'd like to be involved in in this development. So um, I'm just going to close right now. I think that I've covered what I want to cover today for Collider 1 Debrief. Uh, again, if you have questions, please uh, email those to me at uh, info at org. And also, if the Lord leads you, I'd really like to invite you to start partnering with us financially. We need your partnership in this area. You know, it takes finances. It takes natural finances to uh, work this ministry out. If the Holy Spirit speaks to you, however he speaks to you, please consider partnering with us. Uh, you can partner through paypal.me backslash mzhop, or you can use on your PayPal app or online PayPal info at org. You can give there. You can also give, if you want to give in a check form, you can uh, send those in. You can send those in to uh, our personal address for now, make it out to uh, OMZ, or you can make it out to the Collider and send that to 30 West Fort Creek Road, Saluda, North Carolina, 28773. And uh, please ask the Holy Spirit to start um, taking this financial side and and partnering with us in it, I really believe it's crucial in it that you uh, are able to sow into this as the Lord leads. Let's pray together. Uh, Jesus, I just, Lord, we want you back. You know, we're really, we're really on point for this. Many of us have been waiting for this work to, to come into fruition. Lord, we know that there are many uh, developmental areas that we need your help in, and we just thank you for for uh, your partnership with us and as we partner with you to see you come back to the earth. Lord, I pray for those who are involved in these three areas and uh, that are involved primarily as uh, your program personnel, your pastoral personnel, and your executive personnel. I ask you, Father, you would raise those people up now they would feel a call to uh, join with your ministry. I pray, Lord, for our, um, our not just our staff, but our financial operations. Lord, I just pray that you would just bless others and, and bless the ministry in the financial area. And I thank you, Lord, for the calling that you've placed on each uh, person under the sound of my voice and how special they are to you. Thank you for this work coming off the ground. And we just bless you, Lord, and bless your work. In your name we pray. Amen. Jesus, you shine, the heavens declare.